Welcome to the very first episode of the Prayer Project Podcast. My name is Daniel Castillo, and I'm so excited to finally launch this project, launch this podcast, this ministry. I don't even really know what, I'm, what to call this, to call the Prayer Project, but the goal, well, first off, I want to start with what it is, why I started the Prayer Project, and what's the goal of the ministry, I guess you could call it, and just a little bit about it. I really wanted to start this because... You know, I wanted, I want to have, I want to give a platform where people can go to to, to see the word of God, just to hear scripture. Maybe they don't have, they don't have a Bible of their own or whatever it may be. Just for anybody to just be encouraged by the word of God, to be filled spiritually, like you know, maybe in a way they never heard scripture before, or give them a new perspective on scripture, a new understanding of the word of God, because the word of God is life. You know, it's the bread of life. And people need to hear that. People need to hear the hear scripture. They need to hear hear and experience the love of God. The love love that is God. And with today's world, it's hard to experience that. There's so many distractions and so many things taking our eyes away from what's important. And it's hard to really just sit and just meditate on God. And to really just be able to hear him. And people are probably like, well, how do you hear God? Well, one way is what I want to talk about today is through prayer. And what is the whole kind of concept behind the prayer project is to you know walk in faith through prayer. By praying and asking God and letting God talk to us. Speak to us and tell us what we should do. What step we should take. Where we should go. And to give him everything all through prayer. Because it's a, prayer is a, it's a, basically like the premise of prayer is, you know, it's a spiritual communication between man and God. You know, it's a two-way relationship. You know, man should not only talk to God, but, you know, to listen to him, too. It's like, it's like a like a child's conversation between, you know, him and his dad. It's the same thing. You know, it's natural for a kid to ask his father, you know, the things he needs, the things he wants. You know, and the, the word says in Psalm ninety-one fifteen, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And Isaiah sixty five twenty four, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. You see, God wants us to pray. He wants us to talk to him. You know, he desires for us to speak to him. But oftentimes when we think of prayer, oh, just tell God everything you about your day or everything you're going through and asking for all the things you want. But I want to read another scripture. It's Ecclesiastes 5, 1 through 2. It reads, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to, to, draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to, to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. And now I'm still learning this and it's been, it's like radically changed my prayer life. You know, because, you know, before, you know, I'd pray and like, just, as soon as I start praying, Lord, I need this from you. I need this. Lord, this is what's happening right now. Whatever. Amen. Right. But now after reading this scripture and really applying it, I just, I just say it. The beginning of my prayer. I sit in silence and just 
acknowledge God and just think about all he is or try to understand and comprehend all that he is and just to give him time to be able to speak to me and just and just sit with God like think about <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around that it's just to be able to be in the presence of God like that's so that's so amazing to be able to be alone with the creator of the universe, the creator of this world, the person who created me. I get to sit in, in, in front of and go before him and just spend time with him. Like, I don't know about you, but that's insane. Like we, not just me, but every human in existence can come before the Lord on their, on their own before God. And just spend time with him and just talk to him, have a conversation with him like you, like you would any other person. You can't tell me that's not amazing and how and that's not beautiful. That's so good. That's so cool. Yet we take prayer for granted and we only we treat God as a genie. God, I need this. God, I want this. God, I want the promotion. God, I want this relationship to work. God, I need this. Whatever. And we don't let God speak to us. We don't let God guide us. Yeah, you know, he wants us to come to him with things that we want or things that we need or seek to seek guidance from him. But we have to let him talk. We have to give him room to speak. That's why in Ecclesiastes 5, verse 2, it says, Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. It says, don't rush into what your heart and your mouth have to say. Don't just right off the bat, boom, start bombarding God with all these requests you have. It says, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. God is in heaven. We're not. So why are we coming to him like we're some big shot like who owns everything? God is in heaven. And we're on earth, which is imperfect, dark, evil. And God is in heaven, and yet we come to him with, oh, you need to do this for me because I love you. He doesn't have to do anything. But that's the mindset we come into prayer with. We come into prayer with, oh, God, you have to answer this. But in reality, you know, God doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't need us. But his love extends so much that most of the time, you know, he does. But the word says, don't come like that. Don't come into the presence of God like that. Come in reverence and in awe. And sometimes even come speechless, not knowing how to, not knowing how to pray to God. You know, just sitting in His presence and really thinking, "Wow, I'm in the presence of God. How, what words do I have that could adequately, adequate? Uh, uh, I can't even speak because of how good it is." How do you describe that? You know, like in Revelation four, when John is before in, in, in the throne room of God in heaven, he what he sees, he just using the words he has to be able to describe what he's seeing because what he's seeing is way beyond human understanding. Yet God allowed him to see that and he's trying to describe it in the words he has, but he has no idea to. He's just trying to relate things to what he knows, but he has no idea what he's what he saw because of how great and how glorious it was. And that's the same thing here with our prayer. We should come on our knees before God and just 
wow, God, I'm before you. You are listening to me. You're spending time with me. And I get to talk to you. We get to have a conversation. But the world ignores that. Christians, we oftentimes forget that. Have you ever... Here's a question. Excuse me. Have you ever just sat and really thought about God's greatness and how big and powerful he is in comparison to us, you know, humans just living our daily lives? Have you ever just taken that comparison? Like, here's God, right? The creator of the universe who knows all things, is before all things, is above time itself. And here's us on the little earth, spinning around, just doing, you know, going to work, going to school, take care of our kids, whatever. And despite, you know, how big, how grand and big the universe is, how many galaxies and galaxies and stars there are, we're this little speck in space. But God knows each and every single one of us individually. And he longs for a relationship with each and every one of us. How beautiful is that? That the one person who created everything, there's probably stuff out there that's way cooler than Earth on whatever planet in Sector 8, right? But God chose us. And he wants to have, build a relationship with us. But we, but us humans, we treat God as a genie and we only go to him for when we need things. But he just wants to talk to us. He just wants you know, like to hang out almost. He just wants to you know, spend time with him and just, just talk like any friend would. Like, you know, if you have a best friend, you don't go days without talking to them. Even minutes. You know, you're talking all the time. How do we treat the God of the universe, the cre creator of the universe differently? Why do we treat him, oh, it's only on Sundays? Oh, I only talk to God on Wednesdays and Sunday, uh, Sundays and Wednesday nights. No. God deserves way more than, he deserves more than we could ever give. But we ignore that. And that's what the whole purpose of the prayer project is. To help people and myself too, because I need this too. I'm not excluding myself from the from the list. I need this too. To help us together to go through this process together of knowing more about Christ and building our relationship with him as with anything else. It's like going to the gym, like working out, right? If you're trying to get fit, you know, get healthy, you go to the gym as often as you can, right? So if you're trying to get spiritually fit, why are you only gonna work out on Sundays? That doesn't help you. If you go to the gym, you go you know, once every other day, or you go like four or five times a week. If you're trying to get fit spiritually, why would you only work out on Sundays? Or like Wednesday nights, but like still. And that's what the prayer project is here for, is to help us grow, not just together as a community of you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, but to grow our individual relationship with God. Because that's what's more important. To have that, like a, to have that good prayer life where it's not just bringing your request, your request to God, 
but to having a relationship and saying, no, I'm going to talk to God about this because, you know, I have no one else to talk to, but I know God will listen because he's my best friend. And more than that, he's my father. Like any son would talk to their dad, go to him dead for advice, go to him when he needs help. We should do this, the same thing with Christ, with God, with our Lord and Savior, because he loves us that much. He loves us more than any parent could love their, their kid. Way more than that. And it's hard to even begin to fathom how great that love has to be for it to be, you know, transcend all of that. But it is. And that's the beauty of God, that we don't need to understand how, how he operates or why he does things. But we just know that he is good and he is loving. And it's so beautiful to, te- to be able to fully trust God and have a trust that doesn't make any sense. And that's how good God is, that he loves us so much that we can trust him without even knowing what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. We just know He it will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's my prayer over this, over this ministry, the prayer project. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done, not mine, not our will be done, Lord. But your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That you would use this to further your kingdom. Not to further my self-gratification, my pride, my views, my listens, whatever, but to your kingdom, Lord. Even if it's one soul, that's one less soul headed to hell. And one more soul celebrating in heaven. God is so good and so loving. And he wants that relationship with you. He wants it so bad. But this is so cool. His love is so, so great and transcends all human understanding. I can't even really explain his love, how great it is. But he loves you so much that he's willing to give you the option to not love him. Because that's how much he loves you. That's crazy. Like how many people are like, I mean, this probably happened, but like, I love you so much, I'll let you reject me. No one likes rejection. It sucks. But God loves you so much, you know, he gives us free will. I love you enough to let you walk away, to choose what you want to do. You see, God wants us to be with him, to draw near to him, to abide in him. But he says, no, I love you enough so that you walk your own path. But this relationship you can build with Christ it's something better than you can ever imagine. And the, the plans you have for yourself, God's plan is way better. And that's why the prayer project's here, to help people, help me, help you listening, build that relationship with Christ. And it starts with prayer. Because yeah, you may be saved, but do you know God? It's like knowing of someone. Right, you go to school, you know, oh, I know that kid. You don't talk to him. You kind of hear things about him. You don't know. Like he seems like a cool, cool person, whatever. But God wants to know you and love on you. He still does. He does right now. If you're, you're straight away from God, He loves you so much. I really want to emphasize that. Even if you've turned away from God, you had a bad experience with a church or a person, whatever. God loves you so, so much. 
and he'll never stop loving you. Even when no one else loves you, God will continue to love you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's not my promise. That's God's. Those are his words. He said that. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Because he loves you so much. This episode was a bit short, but I'll leave you with that. Thank you again for listening to the first episode of The Prayer Project. God loves you. So do I. Take care.